Rosa. Hello. Landy. What's up, girlie? Hi. What's happening? Oh. What's happening, friend? <sighs> Not a whole lot. Just a lot of a lot of craziness <laughs> over here, quite honestly. Um, but thank you for calling me by my government. In the name. life of Rosa. In the life of Rosa, not Rose. I will not. I will. I will never make that mistake again. Thank you. Oh, so much. I never, never. I am so appreciative over our friendship and love for one another. For you to call me my name, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> So listen, I hear that and, you're about to bounce and the, and the on the best us. way possible. Yeah. I hear that you're about I to am. bounce on us and that because of you yeah. bouncing, we get to take a a week off. A hiatus. A ha. A hiatus. Mandy. A hiatus. Amanda. Sorry. <laughs> I ha- I had to. Okay. So I tell tell us funny. tell us all where you're going and if there's enough room for me. Yeah, of course. Always enough room. Um, going on vacation. I haven't had a vacation in like three or four years. I'm so excited. We're just we're just going to the beach. Nothing fancy. Sure. But wait. a week at the yeah, a week at the beach is better than a week at work. Any any day, hands down. Let remember so stoked. Your boss is listening, so I don't want you to get in trouble for saying that. Guess what? My boss is going on vacation in October, so there's that. Okay. It's okay. Everybody deserves a vacation. Has he, um, have you guys talked about your raise yet? I've gotten all the raises that I have uh, agreed upon okay. in, in previous terms. Just, but, you know, a I'm new year's saying, coming. You never listen, know. I didn't know if my last shout out to him to giving you a raise helped. So I just wanted to make sure. I wanted to check <laughs> on that. Well, I... I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. And if so, he so wants much. to give me a raise, uh, but- please do. <laughs> I will I will uh, extend your PayPal information. Thank you so much. So you because of you going on vacation, yeah. I need you to make sure you do me uh-huh. a favor, though. I need you to check out, What's like, up? really check out this place because I'm thinking of wanting to run away there for the weekend. Okay. And maybe do a sure. girls trip. Yeah. So you need to I'm check out you, all the can... Airbnbs and the VBOs and VRBOs and the OBOs and the Lolos. I'll and do it. All of them. You need to check them all yeah. out. Let me know. For which sure. Is, which is good. We deserve that. I, I need a good girl's trip. I haven't had a girl's trip in so long. Me and about 10 to 12 of um, my friends used to do an annual girl's trip every single year. Mm. And we quit doing it because the the beach house that we would go to was owned by the parents of one of the girls and they ended up selling it. Oh no. And I'm heartbroken. I oh, know. No. So I think the last, girl's trip is, the last is, girl's trip that I've gone on that was um, <laughs> eventful and memorable in a good way was when we went to mm-hmm. Clearwater. It was so much fun. We stayed the weekend um, at a cute little hotel looking out at the intercoastal, I want to mm-hmm. say. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was so good. I mean, it wasn't yeah. super close to clear water, but the channels back there was pretty cool. And um, yeah. yeah, overlooking the, the intercoastal was pretty darn awesome. Yeah, we definitely need to get together and figure something out because I think it's something that's definitely needed. 
you know, we can get together, brainstorm for some new episodes and some fun things. I think we've got some fun things coming up in the future for Crime Secrets, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. I'm not going to give out any information or hints yet because we still have to get those loose ends tied up. But yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I think there's some good stuff going on. Yeah. So with me being on vacation, I have uh, given Rosa just a little bit of time to relax and focus on other things yes. at her casa. Thank you. With her bambinos. <laughs> You're so welcome. So what we're going to do. Yeah. So the next Sunday after this one comes out is going to be open. We're not, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to have anything coming out that week. So I would just say, you know, if there's a story or an episode that you haven't listened to yet, go back, go through all of our uploads, listen to something that you may have missed. If you're a new follower and you haven't listened to all of our episodes, go back, check them out. There's some really good ones out there. So yeah, just take that time to catch up. Well, there there will be a quiz when I get back. Oh yeah. A quiz. What have you guys learned? There's always a lesson in every single episode. (laughs) Um, but always it's, a lesson. Here's the, the cool thing about it. It's so fun to hear responses to those about how funny um, that episode and as as much as we try to aim for, you know, true crime and, and that's what it is. But sure. again, yeah, there's a lot of humor. Shoma. Well, that's yeah, that's just us. That was the whole reason why we wanted to do this. So I'm glad that we're making people laugh because I make myself laugh on the daily have you ever just been like sitting like by yourself in the house and a thought just runs through your mind and you just giggle? I have worked myself up into a crying, no air, no noise making laughter Ooh. by myself. Snorting is involved. Do you snort? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's a thing. It's a thing. I promise you. Yes. That's, but I would yeah, love so, to see that. I would love to see that. I love it. I have been, um, I've been at work, like going through TikToks on my lunch break or something, and just tears. And somebody will walk in and they're like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "You got to see this TikTok." And I show it to them, and obviously, they never think it's anywhere close to as funny as I of do. Of course, our humor is different like, from the the norm. Yeah, I'm just like, get out. Yeah. If don't, you don't, don't if you don't understand, if you don't understand me, then I don't need to understand you. Adios. Then we don't have an understanding. Yeah. Um, another, another, speaking of understanding, I have come to an, an understanding of myself. Um, I actually go back sometimes and listen to a lot of our mm-hmm. podcasts mm-hmm. because I forget some of the stuff that we've said mm-hmm. and how funny some of the things are. Mm-hmm. But I've also realized that a lot of times in our intros, we could be a little long winded. Um. And by we, I mean me. I like to tell stories, okay? Uh, so I'm going to try to keep this I invite as short. Them, though, and I know, I know, I know. We actually yeah. had this conversation off air, but it's the truth. We, uh, Mandy. Like, I know. Come on now. Like, they need to know. I know. Like, I can't be the only one privy to these amazing conversations. Like, <laughs> these people need to know as, as know. well to uh, what your, your struggle oh, is. Oh, don't worry. I'm still going to be telling you some goods. Some okay. deets. Some deets. Spill the tea. Spill the tea. But they just won't be as long. Okay. So I, I will I will close up this mm. little section of um, information for now and get on with my story. Okay. But wait until the end. 
because I do have another funny story at the end. I'll keep it short. It's really funny. It involves your favorite gal, Deborah. Deborah. So, love it. Yeah. Hi, mom. Love it. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into the story. I was kind of searching something high and low that I wanted that I've never heard anything about before. It was something that was just very new to me. Okay. And I wanted it to be kind of interesting, not really um, more informational rather than like gory. Cause you know, again, we've had a lot of those here recently and I kind of wanted to step out a little bit. Um, so today I'm going to bring you the case of Rodney Alcala, okay. which was better known as the dating game killer. Oh, <gasps> Yeah. So, I don't know if you've heard I have. of this. He's freaky. Ugh, girl. If it's the same yeah. guy that I'm thinking of, does he have long hair, curly hair, like wavy? Yeah. Kind of to his shoulder? Yeah. Skinny? Uh-huh. Tall? Yeah. Was this like in yeah. the 60s or something like that? Something of the, like around that Seven, era. 70s? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's a freak. Continue. <laughs> Continue. Super freak. Yes. Yeah. So, if you guys... Any of you guys out there know that's listening, uh, if you know what the dating game was, it was a, a little show. You would have either a bachelor or a bachelorette, and then they would have three contestants behind a little wall. They got to ask questions and things like that. And then based on their answers, they got to choose who they wanted to go out on a date with. And hmm. then the show would pay for them to go out on a date. And they could either, it could either be just like a friendship that came out of it, or they could end up, you know, I don't know, that could have been your, your soulmate. Mm. Who knows? Okay. Mm, mm, mm. But I always I always thought watching those was so funny just like to see their outfits and their hair and the way they talked and the things that they said. It's just I love, love, love old game shows. Love. Like pressure luck. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. So wah wah. I love that damn show. Oh I my. didn't have to give you all that, but I did. That was a free <laughs> oh okay? My. okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about old Rodney and then get into his his uh, his crimes. Okay, let's get it. There's multiple. All right. Are you strapped in? Oh, I'm strapped in. I've, I'm, this guy really burns me, but his story, yeah. it's a pretty intense one. So let's, let's get in. It is pretty intense. Yes. I know. Okay. So Rodney Alcala was born Rodrigo Jacques Alcala Bucor, that's, I don't know, on August 23rd, 1943 in San Antonio, Texas. He moved to Mexico with his parents, Ana Maria Gutierrez and Raul Alcala Bucor, and his sisters, Christina Marie, when he was around eight years old. His father abandoned the family when Rodney was about 11 due to lack of income and the inability to support them. So, Okay, I can't make enough money to support my family, so the smart thing for me to do would be to leave them by themselves. (laughs) But, you know, do whatever you want. Um, So, yeah, so Rodney, along with his sisters and mother, moved to Los Angeles shortly after Mm -hmm. the dad left, okay? At the age of 17, Rodney Rodney joined the Army. He was discharged in 1964 after suffering a breakdown and being diagnosed with an antisocial personality disorder. Sometimes I feel like I have that. Mandy. 
no, seriously. Like, I'm very social. Obviously, I'm very outgoing. Life Uh of the party. Hello, duh. Have you met me? But sometimes, I don't want to talk to people. Like, I physically don't want to open my mouth and talk or be around anybody. I can understand that. I can understand that. Now, I'm not, I'm not making light of anybody that has this disorder or any other sort of physical or mental disability. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. some. I, you know, I see where people can feel that way. Okay. I just don't. Okay. <laughs> he attended California State University and then transferred to UCLA. He graduated with a fine arts degree in 1968, and he then left California that year to enroll in NYU under the alias John Berger. Okay. Now, the reason he left California and probably used this alias is because he committed his first known crime on September 25th, 1968 in Los Angeles, when an eyewitness called police after watching him lure an eight-year-old girl named Tally Shapiro into his apartment. Little bastard. Sucker. When the police arrived, when the police arrived, the girl was found alive, but having been raped and beaten with a steel bar. Oh. But when the police got there, Rodney was gone. He, that's, that's when he just fled the Mm. scene and went to New York. So, side note, Tally moved back to California Mm. at the age of 60, and she works as a personal professional in the food and beverage business in Palm Springs and has her own family. So... After all of this happened, I'll tell you, you'll hear it in a second. Her and her mom moved to Mexico. Okay. Because it was just not, you know, not cool. So after this happened, the FBI added Rodney to its list of 10 most wanted fugitives in 1971. Okay. Do you remember that? Like, did you ever watch Unsolved Mysteries or something? Oh, yeah. And then, like, at the end, they would pop up, you know. Yeah. Most wanted. Yeah. Current 10. Isn't that crazy? I do remember that so much. So a few years later, they, don't um, they still do a few that? Months later, they still do that from time to time. They'll do the America Most Wanted, but isn't they it do like fugitive or something of that nature. It's not like yeah, I think sometimes they may have used to put it up on cops when that show was out. Okay. Anything like that? What you gonna? They would do, do that. What you gonna do when they come for you? When they come for bad boys, bad boys. What yeah. you gonna? We do? might get sued if we sing that. We've been singing but, other hmm. songs that are that could have been copyrighted. That's true, but I think Inner Circle that sang that song, like even the show cops, wasn't allowed to use that song no. anymore. Like Not they ever. were just a holes about it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, back to the story. Uh, Back to the regularly scheduled program. A few months later, two children attending the fine arts camp noticed the photo. On an FBI poster at the post office. Do you remember when they did that? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Put yeah. their pictures out at the post office? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Rodney was then arrested and extradited to California for that first case for Talia. Okay. But, yeah. So, but that, at that point, the Talia's parents uh-huh. had relocated their entire family to Mexico and refused to let her testify at this trial. I mean, that's a lot. They, she's already been through a lot. Why yeah. make her... You know what I'm saying? So since the authorities were unwilling to charge him with rape and attempted murder without her testimony, he was only convicted of child molestation and sentenced to three years. So legally, that's really all they could do. I remember seeing that and hearing about how he only got just a smack on the hand. 
Yeah. For something. Like, yeah. Gross. <gasps> so Rodney was <laughs> Rodney was paroled in 1974 after serving 17 months, but less than two years later, he was rearrested for assaulting a 13-year-old girl who was identified in court records as just Julie J. So he had originally offered her a ride to school, got her in his car, and that's when he assaulted her. So he was sentenced to two years for that assault. Does he not? This is what really upsets me about people that commit these crimes over and over again, that get arrested and get back. Don't they? And I get it's a problem. And we've discussed this before. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a problem. It's something mentally, psychologically, whatever. But, you know, don't you, wouldn't you have had enough of going, getting locked up for two or three years at a time, getting out, committing another crime, the same crime, getting caught, getting locked up again, having to change your name? Like, I... I just, oh my gosh. Yeah. That seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not built Having for that. to move, having to relocate. Isn't that like exhausting? Yeah, just like living your life on the run all the damn time, looking over your shoulder, waiting for somebody to, you know, pick you up. I mean, one crime, I, I, get yeah. over it, pay your time, move on, change your name, change your identity, Learn whichever. Your lesson. Learn your lesson and move on. But don't like do all of that and then commit the same crime again. To get caught up again, to be sentenced again. Like, dude, when is it, when when is it going to learn? When is enough enough? Yeah. Uh, So after his second release in 1977, his uh, Los Angeles parole officer took the unusual step of permitting Rodney to travel to New York, even though he was a repeat offender and a flight risk, obviously. Mm. The NYPD... Cold case investigators now believe that a week after arriving in Manhattan, Rodney killed Ellen Jane Hover. She was a 23-year-old owner of the popular Hollywood nightclub, I'm going to say this wrong, Ciro's, C-I-R-O-S? C-I-R-O-S? Sure. Yeah, Ciro's? We'll go with Ciro's. that. Ciro's, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> Um, and she was also the goddaughter of Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, uh, get yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, sadly, her remains were found buried under heavy rocks on a hillside <sighs> overlooking the Hudson River about a half mile west of the Phelps Memorial Hospital. Oh, my word. In ni- yeah. In 1978, he worked briefly at the L.A. Times at, as a typesetter. And was interviewed by members of the Hillside Strangler Task Force as part of their investigation of known sex offenders. But although he was ruled out as the Hillside Strangler, he was arrested and served a brief sentence for possession of marijuana. Mm, the ganja. So, the ganja. Oh, my man. Uh, during this time, he convinced hundreds of young men and women that he was a professional fashion photographer. <laughs> and talked them into... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and talked them into letting him photograph oh. them for his portfolio. Of course. And, yeah, and one person had said that when he shared his portfolio with them, they found it odd that there were mostly pictures of these people naked, mm. and he explained to them, now hold on to your shit box mm-hmm. right here, okay? Mm-hmm. He explained to them that he took them Naked because their moms had asked him to. (laughs) (laughs) 
can we say horseshit? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they also said that most of the photos were sexually explicit, and a lot of this information came out later in testimony, and the police feared that some of the unidentified people in these photos could have been some of the cold case victims that they had been investigating, which is sad. Wow. Really sad. Yeah. Uh, one person that was identified was 15-year-old Monique Hoyt. Mm. Uh, while, yeah. While she was posing for these photos, she was knocked unconscious and raped. Mother flubber. Hmm. I know. I know. Okay, so now we're at the time. I just kind of wanted to give you a brief synopsis of because I chose to. Now, I could have gone all the way around and just, you know, focus on him as a serial killer, blah, blah, blah. But because I wanted it to be kind of a little bit quirky, quirky. I went for the whole okay. dating game okay. scene, right? Let's, let's go back to so the now we're, game. Let's see what. Yeah. I'm, I don't what? want to say what's going on. I, no, I was going to say something mean about one of the girls, but one of the victims, I'm like, what idiot fell for his shenanigans? I'm sorry. Well, let's, let's get to it. So all of what I have just told you has happened prior to. Okay. Okay. So now we're at the time when Rodney gets to the dating game. And if you remember watching that, they would do introductions for each yeah. contestant, right? So his introduction was, quote, a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the dark room at the age of 13, yeah. fully developed, unquote. First of all, we know that's bullshit because <laughs> the, da- the dad already left, right? <laughs> She's like, we know that's Bobo. Yeah. The dad <sighs> had already abandoned them when he was like 11. Yeah. So he just gave them this BS information to make himself sound cool, which you're not. Um, the show aired in September of 1978, and Rodney was one of three contestants on the show. Mm-hmm. And the Bachelorette was Cheryl Bradshaw. I couldn't find a whole lot about Cheryl. I mean, I, I found I'm, enough, but wait a second. I didn't, what did you just say? Uh, which part? You were like a whole Her name? lot. <laughs> a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I found you know information on cheryl uh-huh. but i didn't want to go in 88 different directions and give you a whole bunch of information okay, okay? um sorry so the bachelor's name was cheryl bradshaw so at this time without standardized background checks nobody with the show was aware that he had served time for sexual assault or being on the fbi's most wanted list and by the time that he appeared on television he had already left five people dead mm. that he had not yet been connected to so he hadn't been charged or anything with them, but at that point he had already killed five people. Mm. Could you, could Dad, you imagine? Dang gummit. <laughs> I know. So one question that Cheryl asked the contestants was, what's your best time? And Rodney answered with, the best time is at night. Some creepy little He fucker. is very creepy. So, I remember seeing that. Yeah. He's so creepy. And there's actually, you can get online and you can see clips of the show. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cheryl then said, imagine yourself as a dish for dinner. What would you be oh, called I and what would you look that. like? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. Yes. Yes. Little freak. So Sorry. Rodney replied with, I'm called the banana <laughs> and I look good. <laughs> Peel me. Ew. 
Ew. He's gross. nasty. Yes. So even though he gave these cringy ass answers, <laughs> Cheryl eventually. I have that written down. Okay. Cheryl eventually did choose Rodney as her bachelor. Now you have to think. How shitty were the other two guys that (laughs) she chose? But now a lot of a lot of people that that knew him, or even some of like the girls that he took photos of Mm -hmm. that he didn't kill or rape, they said he was just he was very kind. He had a a way of like drawing you in. He was very charismatic. (sighs) Blah blah blah. Kind of like a Ted Bundy type deal, but. Nowhere close to a looker as Ted Bundy. I'm not saying Ted Bundy's a looker. I'm just saying he looks a lot. Well, you know what? If you were to take away the serial killer title from Ted Bundy, he's cute. He's not bad. Yeah. But once you add that serial killer on there, he ain't cute at all. He's a creep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So... Like I said, eventually she did choose him as her bachelor, which would then turn into a date paid for by the show. But while Cheryl initially agreed to meet Rodney the following day, her instincts took over and she called one of the producers of the show and said, quote, I can't go out with this guy. There's weird vibes coming off of him. He's very strange and I'm not comfortable. Mm. Is that going to be a problem? And of course, the producers were like, absolutely not. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. So don't. So she probably literally just... Yeah, saved her own life. Oh, of course. Right there by not going on that day. Um, so now I'm going to get into a little bit of the victims after <sighs> after this. Okay? Yes. So, back in the 70s, uh, Rodney killed Cornelia Crilly. She was 23. Okay. Ellen Hoover, or Hover, however you want to say that. She was also 23. They were both residents of New York City. Crilly was raped and strangled with her own stockings in her apartment on June in June of 1971. Hover disappeared on July 15th, 1977, leaving behind a calendar that stated she was meeting with John Berger. Remember, that's the alias he used when he went to New York. Have you been to New York? Her remains were discovered. Yes. Do you like it? Love it. I love it, too. I like that. The hubbub, the hustle bustle. I do too. I, every, before we went, we used to get so many stories of, oh, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. So many bad things have happened in New York and da, 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 da. And I was completely like lost in the grand, just the, the allness. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. uh, And see, that's where you get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was, that's where you get in trouble of this town, of that town. But, yeah, I just wanted to know if, you, yeah. if you've gone and if you've been lost yeah. in awe or come across anything that kind of creeped you out in New York. Absolutely. I was just, I was, um, I was young at the time that I went. I was in band in junior high. <laughs> Did you go to band And every camp? year, no comment, uh, <laughs> every year, <laughs> at the end of the year, we would have a little trip, right? So this was my final year. Yeah. And so it was a big trip. Mm-hmm. And my band teacher was obsessed with the Baltimore Orioles, okay? So we end up taking our trip. Mm-hmm. And the first the first part of our trip was we traveled to Baltimore. And the first game of the first year that they played a game at their brand new baseball stadium, mm-hmm. me and my fellow bandmates got to play the national anthem on field. And we were on the television. Oh. So... 
You're listening to a star right now. I don't know if y'all were aware of that, but I'm listening to a star. A1 okay. clarinet blower right here. Got it. Yeah. And then after that, we went to New York. We saw Cats on Broadway. We did all the things. So cool. Okay. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, okay, back to... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Side note, go back. No, it's okay. This is why our episodes are like... We oh, literally yeah. have to edit them from like two hours to, I know. It to an so hour and a half. Crazy. It's so crazy. It's I'm so crazy. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so back to her. Um, her remains were discovered in New York's Westchester County in 1978. Okay. And Rodney pleaded guilty to these murders in 2012. He received a sentence of 25 to life, though it will only be served if California releases him from custody. Huh. So, yeah. So, uh, Rodney was arrested in July of 1979 for the abduction and murder of 12-year-old Robin Samso of Huntington Beach, California. He was convicted on these charges in 1980. Four years later, this uh, conviction was overturned by the jury and had in because they had improperly been told about Rodney's criminal record. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get all of the correct information mm-hmm. at the trial. So that conviction was overturned. Yeah. Um, so he had another trial in 1986, which resulted in a second guilty verdict. Good. Uh, But in 2001, this was also overturned on a technicality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So while he was in custody, he wrote the book, You, the Jury, in 1994, (laughs) in which he argued he was innocent. I'm sorry. (laughs) Did you just say he wrote a book? It's better than trying to mail yourself out of Alcatraz. (laughs) So, yeah, he wrote a book. He wrote a book. I don't know. I'm sure you can find it somewhere if it's still out, but oh you, the jury. Oh, my gosh. We, the jury. Let me look that up. Continue, though. It's you, the jury. Oh, I'm sorry. You, the Not jury. Me. You. It's okay. You, you the, jury. the jury. Do you think it'll be at um, book Barnes & Nobles? Possibly. Yeah. We can go get a, a macchiato and sit and read it one day. By Rodney Akla-Kla-Kla. Mm-hmm. That's it. Show enough. Where can you find it? You can? Amazon. I figured that might have to go in my basket just for shits and gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Killer game, true story. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He is so creepy looking. Oh, my God. I know. If you guys, if you guys have read that book, let us know. Okay. Um, So before Rodney was retried for a third time for Samso's death, um, advances in the world of DNA and other crime scene analysis provided evidence tying him to more crimes okay he had been forced to provide a dna sample by this point okay at his next trial which took place in 2010 rodney was again charged with killing sam so this so this is like the fourth damn time Mm. they've tried him for this murder part of the case against him was a pair of gold earrings linked to sam so that had been found in his seattle storage locker rodney played clips from the dating game that he said proved that he was already wearing these gold earrings in 1978, mm. but that didn't that didn't convince the jury. Mm. I mean, you can find little gold earrings anywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's horseshit. Yeah. 
So, in addition, he faced charges for assaulting and strangling four women in California in the late 70s. And these were 18-year-old Jill Barkham, who was killed in November of 77, 27-year-old Georgia Wixt, she was 27, uh, who was raped and beaten and strangled in December of 1978, Uh 32-year-old Charlotte Lamb, who was killed in June of 1978, and 21-year-old Jill Parental, who was killed in June of 1979. Rodney opted to represent himself during the court proceedings. Oh, my gosh. When people do that, I, you know, I think uh, it's it's probably this. But you you know what that reminds me of in all actuality. So when Ted Budney was on trial, he represented himself for a long time. And he, he was actually really good at it. I think at the end, when they finally sentenced him, the judge said it's a shame. Because I would have loved to have worked with you in a courtroom. Because you are so intelligent and smart at what, you know, because he went to school to be a, uh, an attorney. So sometimes, you know, but nine times out of 10, mm-hmm. that's just fucking stupid. Why, <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So in February of 2010, he was found guilty of all five of those murders and he was sentenced to death in March, 2010. Oh my God. For those five. Yeah. So, moving on to 2016, Rodney was charged with the 1977 killing of Christine Ruth Thornton in Wyoming. Though prosecutors opted not to extradite him to stand trial, authorities also believe he killed Pamela Lamson in the San Francisco Bay Area in the fall of 77. However, DNA collected at that time, at that crime scene, was too degraded to test, so he was not charged with that crime. Which pisses me off. Another technicality. So some of Rodney's victims survived his attacks. And in 1968, a witness witness spotted Rodney driving off with Shapiro, um, another person. Mm -hmm. Concerned, he followed them to an apartment and called the police. The responding officer discovered Shapiro, who had been raped and beaten with a steel bar, yet was still alive. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was Talia, the little the little girl. Yeah. So in February of 1979, Monique Hoyt, then 15, managed to escape after Rodney raped her. And Rodney's exact death toll is actually unknown, mm. but some authorities believe he has murdered around 50 people oh and others gosh. think he may have he may have taken as many as 130 lives. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so following the disappearance of Samso, a sketch of a suspect was issued and Rodney's parole officer saw it, recognized him. The police tracked him down and he was arrested. What originally started it, um, in July of 79. So following that arrest, that's when all of these photos came out. All of the other victims were kind of found. And that's when they started linking him to all of these other, um, murders. So in 2010, police shared many of these photos with the public in hopes of identifying those that were in the pictures uh-huh. that had not yet been identified. Uh-huh. And some people were still alive and came forward and gave their testimonies. Um, the photos aided in identifying Thornton as one of Rodney's victims. So all in all, again, we don't know exactly how many people he's killed, but he's a garbage bag piece of shit. 
Um, <laughs> okay. He's garbage bag piece of shit, and uh, he died on July 24th in 2021 in California while waiting his execution. He was 77 years you old. You know what? Didn't we discuss that before? That typically people that are waiting for execution, their death, they, they always die in jail. Yeah. 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 Like, they got off easy. Unless, unless they die by, like, shanking or somebody beating them to their death because of the things that they've done to put them in jail. I'd be okay with that. But not, like, a heart attack in your sleep. Okay. Like, don't, you can't, you can't fucking get off that easy no. for the shit that you've done. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I, I could have went so many different ways with that. I I really just wanted to get into the whole, like, I had not heard of all of that ever. And I was like, the dating game, huh? Because you can go online and you can watch that. It's so creepy. And you can totally get those vibes from him. Totally. So gross. And all of those people. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like this guy coming up to you. Hey, I'd like to take your pictures. And I'd like to take I your think, pictures naked think, because your mom told me that she wanted me to take you I, I, uh, to have your photos taken I naked. I think what would freak me out is that being on the dating game, being that contestant. I've, I think we, we've talked about this before, but like being the one that oh, got yeah. away. And then realizing yeah. after the fact, like how freaky that could have been me. Oh my word. So I did read as well that there were some psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, I don't know the difference. Somebody like that um, was saying all of the women that he killed after being on the dating game. And this pissed me off. Mm. Basically, they were saying because she rejected him, that could have set him off. No. That sick motherfucker was going to do what he wanted to regardless. How dare you put that kind of negativity on that poor girl? Mm. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I would, I, for someone to make me feel heavy about that. Weirded out. I'm like, I'm going to sue you and every penny you've got. Yeah. Because I want to. No, thank you. That's just, that's. Nasty, ugly it is. shit to say about somebody. It is. I can't believe but, you brought that story up because I remember watching this documentary. <laughs> Guys, this is all over. Like, people have done this, has covered this, and there's a documentary about yeah. them. And it's, the, but the, mm-hmm. the thing about it is hearing it told different ways. And like you said about when he died, like, I don't remember hearing about when he died. But it now mm-hmm. when you say that, it aggravates me to see that. Or to hear that he yeah. passed away in prison waiting for his execution. This was literally last year. Like, here's my question again, and I think I've asked this before. This monster <sighs> has been in prison since 1979. It's 2022. Do the math, because I can't. That's almost 60 years. Mm. You couldn't have fried his ass by now. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> I don't know. You know what there, I'm saying? Could, here, there are law. I don't know if there are laws out there that keep the where you could only kill so many people. And this that bugs me. Okay, here. I'm I gonna, don't even like saying on. that. Let me let me have a. I'm gonna have a, a rant moment if you don't mind. 
Um, Have at Okay. So if there is a law, let's just say that there is, hypothetically speaking, that there is a law that each penitentiary or each state prison or whatever is allowed to have so many killings or so many executions a year. Let's just say that's the, the, the thing. Okay. Or however many mm-hmm. states, yeah. you know, within the state of Florida, you guys are allowed to have only 10 to be executed, you know, or five. We've already gone down the list of how many state uh, pe- uh, prisons versus jails in, in each state. You know, we've already gone down this rabbit hole. Right. But if they were to do that, why? I, I, I it, it, let's just say that is it. But it bothers me to, for me to even think that if they were okay, like these guys went down years of killing people without yeah. any hesitation, without any question. I mean, the guy is a freaking lunatic. He changed his name a thousand times, went after people, killed young girls, you know, went on a dating game um, after he right. killed people. Like, seriously, dude? And then, like, in, right. my, in my mind, I'm thinking he's laughing at... That's exactly what somebody said, knowing at the time, but yet they hadn't, you know, connected him yet, knowing by the time he went on that talk show or dating game, he had already killed five people that they knew of. So for him to put himself on national television and be like that, that's a, is like a slap in the face. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have you fill in the blank, okay? You gotta be quick with it. Okay. That is a cocky Got it. Motherfucker. That is exactly what I was thinking. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you, it just doesn't make sense to me. So the state yeah. or the prisons are willing to let these people lounge around however many years, grow old. Are they wanting them to die before they meet execution? I don't know. No. That's, no, because there's, okay, then we run the risk of, and I think we talked about this before, too, in one of our last episodes. If you do that, if you continue to hold them for that many years before execution, um, then you're running the risk of overpopulating our prisons. So then, like when COVID hit, and they had to release yeah. some of these pieces of shit to make room. Yeah. That, put, that puts these people back out onto the streets. And we talked about this. Uh-huh. This happened mm-hmm. when somebody went back out and immediately within a week of being released, did exactly the same damn thing that they were put in jail for. So if you're, al- it's not okay. If you're already being convicted and um, sentenced to execution, okay, it's not like they're keeping them there to reform them or to see if they want to change their life or write a fucking book. <laughs> no, you get them in there. You process them. You stop spending my tax money on it. I was going to say because they are using your tax dollars on that one, boo boo. Yeah. In and out. That's it. I, it's not like there's not, nothing's going to change. No, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't understand the, I mean, our, I, we've discussed how we felt about the judicial, judicial system. It sucks on mm-hmm. so many levels. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't get why prisons do that. And, yeah. You know, but then, of course, once they meet their execution date, they get this full 15-course meal of their choice. And, you know, some ask for primetime dirt. Some others ask for peach cobbler. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, whatever. I, I just, my eyes are rolling. I don't know. And you, I know. And it's so hard to sit and think, like, we can all have our opinions about this. And believe me, y'all know I have an opinion about everything. Um, but if you're going to do it, just do it. You know what I'm saying? Let's Nike that motherfucker. 
In and out. Let's go. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> I mean, it, oh, it's Nike if, if not for, yeah, at least like for the victims, families, oh. almost 130 something. That's a lot of people. And they didn't. Uh, I mean, you. <sighs> no. I mean, let's give them some justice. You That's know what I'm saying? a lot of damn people. And Little eight, here's eight year the thing. Old well, Talia. hold on now. Some people find justice knowing that he's incarcerated. You know, and, and that's mm. enough for them, that he's off the streets, he's incarcerated for the rest of his life. Some people find yeah. that to be justice. Now, other people, such as yourself, mm-hmm. will find justice mm-hmm. in, you know. Ah, for an eye. Let's get it done, son. Yeah. You like you like that? You like I that? You like my hip hop? Let's get it done, I son. I do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Um, but... <laughs> but you never know. Like, you never know when your mind could change. Like, yeah. there could be a situation that would absolutely change my mind. Okay. But for this one, no. No. He needed to be, he needed to be, um, you know, I, that there's a gone. lot, there's a, a huge part of me that is for, um, an eye for an eye, a lot of it, especially yeah. if it was to happen mm-hmm. to a family member close friend of mine. I mean, yeah, I, I just I wouldn't know what to do with myself in regards to. But the Jesus taking, in your little heart, but it is doesn't it's, want you to be that. You way. know what? And that's that's the struggle that I deal with when it comes to that. Is it's not yeah. my call to take someone else's life. It's not. It's not up to me. Um, in regards to no, it's not. But here's the thing. What the justice system has made that call. So if you've made the call, follow through. Yeah, okay. but they want him to live a, fr- a fruitful life in prison on our tax dollars. No. Receive prime medical treatment. No, fuck that. Um, and what do you call it? Three nope. hot, no, three hots and a cot. Three hots and a cot? No. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I thought that was a very interesting story. It I is. had heard of the dating game killer, but I had no idea of all the other shit that he did. You know? makes you think would you i didn't know about all of that ever get on a dating game absolutely not i would i would never i would never do a dating app either that terrifies me you don't know these people i wouldn't do the app no 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 well rewind so i know someone that has done that and Okay. Um, you know, and uh, when you when you as a friend get desperate for this person, it's just like just swipe, 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 sure. swipe, 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 swipe. You know, yeah. like come on, pop them out. I need some. I need some nieces and nephews. Help me out. I here. mean, not everybody are creeps, and I know some people that have met their soulmates that way. But uh, I ain't risking it. Yeah. I'm, Sorry, I'll yeah. take my chances. Yeah. So let's just say that it's no longer being used. But it's now back to, you know, where do we go from? But, you know, where do we go from here kind of thing? Yeah. You know. Um, Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious if you guys had uh, heard of this case. Let us know. If you would like to see the clip of that dating game. Mm -hmm. It's it's everywhere. You can Google it. It's on YouTube. All of that good jazz. If you've read that book, let us know. Um, But, yeah, that's... That I even checked on that. I even checked on eBay to see if that book was over there. I didn't see it on there. There's just there's a lot of different oh. books about him over there and on Amazon. Correct. 
But not his particular book. No, not book. his particular. And man, okay. if there's if someone's got that that book. I know. Top dollar. Let your girl know. I'll give you a cool five dollars for it. <laughs> and two <laughs> Reese's cups. <laughs> uh, no, I don't I don't give my Reese's cups to anybody. Okay. okay. Sorry. Okay. No. Uh but yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little fun filled episode. Um Again, like I said in the beginning, I don't want to. I don't want to have so much airtime that it's like a little bit of story and then just all of us talking. But I told Rosa when I, you know, we uh, called each other earlier to record this. I said I've got just a really quick story that I wanted to mm-hmm. share with you at the end of the episode because please I do. It was hilarious because you know the Debster, my mom, mm-hmm. Deborah, Deborah. Um, yeah. So. They recently, so in October of 2021, they purchased, her and her husband purchased a home, okay? This house was um, owned by an elderly woman. She was kind of, you know, eclectic, a little artsy, <laughs> a little plant crazy. <laughs> okay. There, I mean, there's just like, every time you turned around, you found new weird shit on that property, mm. okay? Okay. Uh, her this backyard is her, was- Is this her an, current house? The house that you went to. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Like, she had her backyard nationally. I can't remember exactly how it was. It's, like, nationally recognized as a bird sanctuary or oh, wildlife man. sanctuary. Some bullshit like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you saw the backyard. It's really nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. Backyard, right? So, <laughs> so, my mom called. And we were sitting there talking. And she's like, yeah, um, you know, we're we're getting ready to put those French doors in the dining room because they're getting ready to open that up right there to put like a, a deck in the backyard, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So they've got these bushes that are right there mm-hmm. at that spot. So they're like, we're going to have to dig those up. So they decided, well, we'll just replant them on the, op- on the other side of the yard by the fence line. We don't want to throw them out. Yeah. They're perfectly good bushes. Right. So we'll just replant them. So, my mom being the person that she is, she is, like, always looking for that golden horseshoe, right? Like, mm-hmm. just wealth and shit just falling into her lap. Like, she's mm-hmm. always like, one of these days, you know, I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to whatever, right? So, Jeff, my mom's husband, goes out, digs up these bushes, and he's getting ready to replant them over on the side of the fence where she told him to do it. So, now he's digging up holes over there to put these bushes into <laughs> So mom said that he comes running in and he's like, I found something. As I was digging, I hit something. It's a box. It's a metal box. And mom's like pissing herself. It's treasure. This bitch was crazy. And I know damn good and well, she has buried some, you know, treasure in the backyard. This is it. I can, you know, live carefree, go to Rosie's all I want. I can go to live in Vegas, you know, blah, blah, blah. So she's so excited. And he's like, I didn't get it out yet. I wanted you to come out, you know, and we can both look at it together. And she's like, okay. So it's like one of these little uh, metal, like, lock boxes with a little handle on top of it. Ooh. She's, like, pissing herself, okay? So they go out. She's all excited. He finishes digging it out. And he pulls it up. And he takes the end of the shovel. And he pops the, the lid open on it. Guess what's in there? A dildo. Her dead fucking cat. <laughs> Oh, no. Mom was so pissed. 
Oh, she's not a cat no. person either. Oh no! Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, dead cat. Oh no! So just goes to show you, not every treasure box has a treasure. Oh okay. man, sorry, mom. Deborah. Yeah, but I hadn't told you that story yet, so I thought that'll be fun if I wait and share it here. Oh. That's awesome. I know. I did want to tell you something. So I did ask someone who is kind of near the industry of armed forces kind of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, remember the question that we were like, we were talking about serial killers and if we thought that they would be considered serial killers if they went and shot people and stuff like that because it was their line of work. In regards in military, to yeah, yeah, in, in regards to numbers and stuff like that. Sure. Well, um, no, they do not. I didn't think. Okay, and I just threw that question out there only because of the definition of a serial killer. But I didn't think I didn't think that would be the case, and mm-hmm. that makes me happy to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes me happy to know that. Well, because it it's all about. Uh, I think it's the, from what I gather. Um. They go in to do a job. Correct. As they're instructed and directed to go do. You don't um, join the military to go and correct. decease people. Correct. Yeah. And so how do I <clears> – <throat> so my mom had a, an appointment at the VA and we were sitting there. And obviously, if you guys don't know what VA is, just vet- – was it Veterans Affairs or something like that? And so yeah. obviously, there's tons of people that are that were in the military. And since we were there all day, I – Mm-hmm. Sparked up a conversation with someone there and was like, yeah, hey, why not? Yeah. Do you guys consider this, that, and the other? And they're like, mentally, no. Now, don't get me wrong. In my mind, I'm thinking there are some really crooked guys out there that are just, that are in for the they thrill. Get that. Yeah. So, like, yeah. for example, have you seen that movie, Purple Heart? Yes. Where that one joker of a guy that was like fanatically crazy, like just insane. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's some of those guys, you know? But mm-hmm. then there are some that go and do a job and it's for um, our protection. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. um they had also mentioned that they um were called at nine eleven to go mm-hmm. and serve. Like it was and for how I don't know however many months they were gone for, um, they had a close call. And uh, I guess the front gates or something like that was bombed. I'm not sure. And you would think that that would get them going as well. Like, I'm going to go out and kill a mana, 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 mana. But they were like, no, no. It still didn't affect the psyche of this person. It still just kind of reassured what their job was for, you know, their purpose Mm -hmm. of being there. So to answer your question, because I went digging, you know. Yeah. No, no, not in okay. not in that aspect. Because again, they're out to do a job. Yeah. Well, good. So, thank you for that. Oh, you're you're welcome. You're welcome, Amanda. <laughs> <coughs> now, see, I haven't said shit this whole time because I Rosie. love you. Um, oh, oh, you did it! Mm-hmm. You did it! I told you not to say it to me. Okay, I'm sorry. Mandy. Okay. More. Thank you. Every time, every time Mandy comes up, I got to think of more. Mandy Moore. You oh. know the girl. I know the girl. I know the girl. You know the girl. <laughs> I know the girl. Uh, anyway. But yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome that's story, that's girl. Thank you for that. I, Thank I appreciate you, you bringing You're that so because welcome. it was a good story. And it yeah. just made us reflect on a lot of different things that we've talked about in the past and on the podcast mm-hmm. about jail time, obviously mm-hmm. the corruption of our judicial system, you know, and all that other yeah. stuff. I mean, the man didn't even get his last meal, bro. Like, well, serves him missed right. out. He missed out. Um. No, sorry. Missed Hopefully the, the devil himself had a, a good plate for him when he Ooh, got there. Jesus, let us pray. Um, but thank you for today's story. And you guys don't forget next week, next week we will not be on. We are taking a, a break. Thanks to Mandy. A break. Y'all. If I was, if I were a, a good human being, I would know the exact date. I want to say it's probably the 25th, maybe. Yeah. I, could be I don't wrong. know. I have no idea. But just 26. know the story. The Sunday after this, we won't be on. But that would we give you. On grand opportune time to go check out all of our other stories and make sure to download mm-hmm. you guys download yep. and download. save on your phones and just kind of you know go back yep. and reflect there's so many stories that i i laugh at because of us so good ones there's some that i always go back and listen to i was saying earlier that uh over the last week i had actually caught up on a few of them that i hadn't gone back to finish listening to i'll tell <laughs> you what if you did not listen to the previous episode before this one, Mandy, do yourself a favor. Do me Mandy, a favor. Mandy, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't Go listen to it. Don't do it. Why? Go listen to it. Why, Mandy? Well, because I would like to introduce you to a new form of, um, how should I say it? A new part of the whole 9-11 situation that you may have not, you may have not heard of, the whole Alquita section. Alquita. Alquita. Go check it out. Alquita. Yeah, go check that one out. You'll enjoy it. You'll thank me later. I love you, Mandy. I really do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But... Yeah, that was great. go check that out. Yeah, God, I can't even talk. Go check that story out, you guys. Go check it out. If Make y'all sure wanna... to follow us over on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I will have uh, some photogs and everything else up of the piece of shit, uh, Mr. Rodney, that we have spoken of today. And yeah, thanks for everything. Thanks for all of your support. I love you. And love we out. That's it. Yeah. See y'all. Love ya. Oh, Jesus. See y'all. Talk with y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.